today on the Friday Fix. There's this sense that founders don't want to float their shares, they don't want the hassle, or if they do want the hassle, they'll go to NASDAQ. You know, I don't believe that, and there's lots of great founder-led companies within our membership and, and on the broader markets, but I think we need to do a better job of, of extolling the merits. Hello, my name's Russ Lynch, the director of PowerScore, and welcome to another edition of our Friday Fix podcast. Today, I'm joined by James Ashton, the relatively new chief executive of the Quoted Companies Alliance, the voice of small and mid-cap companies on the public markets in London, and an old boss of mine from many moons ago. He's here to talk about the budget and the London listing climate more generally. Thanks for coming on to the podcast, James. Yes, yeah, a pleasure, Russ. And look, I think about those many moons, and I don't think anyone used to boss you around back then. I'm sure they don't now uh, at PowerScore, do they? Oh, obviously not. Obviously not. First up, what do you think of the budget? Did the Chancellor convince you with his budget for growth? It was a budget for growth, and I think he said it 22 times, which is always a guide of you know what the theme of a budget is. I think innovation was in there in there nine times. So these are all good things if you're in business and uh, the, the the government of the day is is focusing on growth. But let's face it, we're, we're focusing on it because currently we don't have very much. We are going to avoid that recession, but it's still a pretty tricky time for the economy over the next couple of years. I think what was gratifying is that is that this was a government which has got you know 13 years uh, under its belt now doing its best to to look at the long term so things like energy supply and employment. I suppose as a chancellor as well you always have to have your eye on the retail offer so plenty there on sort of fuel duty and the office points with uh, the energy price cap etc etc i mean it was a very very well briefed budget as two ex journos there weren't that many rabbits out of the hat to get your teeth into on the day well i agree russ i mean i uh, he was on his feet for a long time what it was the best part of an hour i think you you know he had his four or five e's didn't he energy and employment and all that so it was all very it, it all hung together very well but there was that wait at the end and uh, you could see the mps behind him shuffling their papers they thought it had finished and um, and then actually it had. My uh, immutable law of budgets from probably the best part of 20 years covering them is that the longer the, the, longer the budget, generally, the less there is in them. But that may be overly cynical. But Lynch's law of, bu- of budgets. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, not a great deal there with specifically the city in mind. Did anything stand out particularly for you? I mean, in terms of the city things that, that we look out for at the QCA, there's a lot of good stuff in train at the moment. And I think the Chancellor really pushed a lot of the, the new news and the stuff that we're really looking for about the attractiveness of, of listing shares in London to, to autumn. So autumn is, it's, it's all to do then. And there's a lot of good pieces of work uh, in train in, in the meantime. I mean, the Financial Services and Markets Bill is going through, you know, we'll expect some things very soon from the FCA about premium and standard listings. And there's other, there's other, there's other pieces. But I think we welcome that it's getting checked off in the speech. I suppose we just want to make sure that all of these different pieces of work are hanging together really well and that we've got momentum because, you know, London is still this great capital market, but we've got to work really hard to stay there. I mean, what what are you hoping for in the autumn? What would you what would you like to see from uh, the Chancellor and the other regulatory bodies, authorities? Two particular pieces of work stand out. One of them's only really just started in the last few weeks. One of the reasons that some of the, the, the public markets have suffered a little bit is post-MIFID, is this unbundling of research has been priced independently since 2018 versus execution because of MIFID 2. And that really means a lot of the banks aren't doing as much research. So people don't like to trade in a vacuum. If there aren't the notes 
independent or paid for that talk about how companies are performing that really give you the nuts and bolts, then people don't want to trade. And, you know, we've suffered in London because of that. So Rachel Kent, who's senior partner at Hogan Lovells, she was appointed to do a lightning fast review of this issue and and come out with some solutions in the next three months. So that's a very positive piece of work. Another piece that's a little bit further down the line, it's called the, um, they've all got wonderful titles for us. This is the Digitization Task Force. So this is to <laughs> Douglas Flint, um, former HSBC chairman, now at Aberdeen, now at IP Group. And he's particularly looking at, I think the technical term is dematerialization. So there are something like 10 million paper share certificates um, floating around in, in the UK. So can we finally make that shift from paper to, to digital? And more broadly, that review um, is looking at how companies deal with, communicate, administer their shareholders, or I think as they're being called now in the ultimate beneficial owner, the UBO. And part of that is institutional, but a lot of it is retail. There's a lot of cost attached to how companies have to look after their share register. You know, things about you must have a physical AGM, you you must have a hard copy of, of, of the annual report. But actually, it's quite difficult in many instances for companies to understand who is on their register. Sometimes this information is you need to go through any of the retail platforms like a Hargreaves Lansdowne to get to that information. The share registrar plays a role. So this, I think, mm. so that piece of work is about is about cost and um, simplicity. But I think also, you know, I wrote in a piece recently, we need a bit of tell Sid excitement about the, um, the, the stock market again. And I, I don't really mean that kind of US phenomena when you've got GameStop and other things going, um, you know, up and down like, like a yo-yo. I think it's helping to explain to retail investors, many of them new, many of them who signed up uh, through lockdown, the opportunities they've got to question their companies, to get involved in, in in governance and so on. So those are two those are two good examples. Tell me a bit more about the work of the QCA more widely. How do you fit into the ecosystem of the city? The QCA um, is for the smaller and mid cap company. We're for effectively the majority of the companies um, that are listed in um, in London today. So that's the main market, the aim market. And we never forget about Aquis, um, which is a, a you know really uh, credible challenger brand in, in this space now as well. And the broad themes there are the value of the public listing is being eroded by too much cost, too much complexity. There's not enough liquidity. There's not enough buyers and sellers. You know what's the point of having a share quote if there aren't people trading off the back of it? So those are the two pieces you know broadly that we need to solve or to to, to get better on. And then, the, then the third one I think is about narrative. You know, we've got to be better at selling the merits of the public markets. There's this sense that founders don't want to float their shares; they don't want the hassle, or if they do want the hassle, they'll go to Nasdaq. You know, I don't believe that. And there's lots of great founder-led companies within our membership and, and on the broader markets. But I think we need to do a better job of of extolling the merits. The big piece that the Chancellor did uh, talk about, I think, has been a real focus in a lot of the coverage around ARM not coming to London. It's, it's about risk and it's about unleashing, you know, how do we unleash this capital that's tied up in in DC pensions so that it can help in innovative companies and growing companies, many of them already listed. So that's a big piece of work. What are your ambitions for the organisation over the next few years? What, what are the biggest challenges and opportunities you see ahead? It's absolutely vital that that money is going to into the smallest of startups. I think you know we see that there's a there's a sometimes that's that last slice of capital before 
um, a company chooses to IPO. There's too many instances where companies have to go abroad for that. And if they go abroad for that, take say, say the US, for example, then the chances are that that company will get American investment. They'll quite also, they'll possibly also get an American non-executive. That's not a bad thing at all. But then when the decision comes to, to float, th there's an increased likelihood that the other markets that aren't London would be considered. So I think we want to see what can be done to you know, increase the risk appetite. I think sometimes increased risk is equated with with small or well particularly illiquid and as we've seen with companies that have gone down and got into trouble recently Silicon Valley Bank it, it is one mm. of them you know risk can be everywhere and I think we we just need to make sure that investors understand they can lose their money you can't regulate risk out of the system. True but then without risk there is no growth. I think it's interesting the points you raise about the modernization of the city. The day after a dematerialization point, the day after the, the Chancellor is announcing 900 million to build a quantum supercomputer, which are still talking about paper share certificates, shows in, the, in some senses how far we've still got to come, doesn't it, in terms of the modernization piece? Yeah, I think so on those things. You know, I'm still very new to this. There's so much stuff going on. Um, we have to keep up that momentum. And I, th I think. You know, there is vigorous agreement, whether in government or, um, you know, with, with Labour, that, you know, more needs to be done to connect growing companies with capital at the right points of their of their life. And then we've got to work hard to make sure, we would say this because with the QCA, we think there's huge value to bringing those companies to market sooner because maybe a lesson from Silicon Valley Bank is it, it's great to have a lot of different sources of capital. And we know if you're listed, the great thing about a listing is you can you can tap your shares at a moment's notice if you need capital. We think it's great that companies operate transparently because that's good for society. It's good for other stakeholders and suppliers. And hopefully, all all going all being well, it means that that upside that that you talk about is shared very widely with you know institutional and retail. And so, dare I say it, it's you know not just about the companies itself. It's about that entire ecosystem and network of advisors, the brokers, the lawyers, the accountants. Dare I say it, the even uh, the communications consultants. Well, we can never forget them, Russ. <laughs> I think you're right. Look, look, and I think the thing with the city of London or the square mile. So absolutely, this I think we use words like ecosystem now, don't we? This ecosystem is um, there are a, a lot of well-paid city jobs reliant on strong capital markets, capital markets being one element of, of a very healthy square mile of London. But there's also something here about London, the UK's reputation in the world. You know, we um, we are and always have been a very strong financial services centre. And, and that, you know, we the Chancellor talked about other sectors in the budget this week, but that should should never be forgotten. And then also we know because so many of our members are in the north, in the northwest, in Scotland, Everything we talk about, it's ultimately a piece of infrastructure for the UK economy as a whole. But we have to work hard to, to make sure it's being sold well and also being future-proofed. Absolutely. Well, I think that is a, a very good place to wind up. But I'd just like to say, James, thanks again for coming on, mulling over the budget and the city more widely. Best of luck to the QCA and its efforts with government and in the city this year. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Russ.